latest in the Bova News podcast series. I'm your host, Kim Bremer, and in this ongoing Bova News Dairy Leader series, we'll be featuring a group of dairy producers who truly go above and beyond in their area of expertise and who have become leaders in their own right. Today, we're being joined by Dan Seemers of Seemers Holsteins, a 4,500 cow dairy located in Newton, Wisconsin. Welcome, Dan. Hey, welcome. Can you start off today and give us an overview of your dairy? Uh, sure can. So um, we, uh, our dairy, as you had mentioned there, uh, we're on a few different sites and uh, we, we have done some growing in the, uh, in, in the past few years. But uh, uh, yep, uh, 4,600 cows now is what we're looking at. Uh, 36.5 on our rolling herd average, 424, 15.49, 3.1, 11.26. And uh, funny little aside on that, I had to look it up because I don't pay too close of attention. But uh, uh, I would say over the last few years, we've maybe lost a little bit of milk, but gained in components, but still very proud of my team. Uh, it's a pretty, uh, pretty good accomplishment. Now, do you raise all your calves and heifers? Um, we raise, I would say, the majority of our uh, calves. We do uh, farm some heifers out. As we've grown, um, uh, I live in a, in a county that it's not very easy to expand. So uh, we've, uh, we have some calves and some heifers housed out, and uh, we keep the, the ones around that are either going to be recipients or donors uh, at, at the time that we need them for those purposes. And are you currently utilizing beef on dairy? Uh, no, we're looking at growing, and uh, since we knew that we were going to be doing that, we, uh, we've only been uh, using Holstein bulls. Uh, however, we don't use maybe as much sex semen as some dairies do. Uh, it's just because we test a lot of bulls and it, and it probably works as good for us to, uh, to not do that. But uh, no beef on dairy, uh, just, just Holstein at this point. Now, your slogan is genetics for cow people. How did you, how did you develop that? Well, I dreamed it up one day. And, and the reason that I, I thought about it was at the time I was seeing a lot of pedigrees through genomics with, uh, with no classification no uh, uh, production records. And I was thinking to myself, you know, we do, we, we try to do all the little things that I look at when I'm trying to pick bulls or the pedigrees that I want to work with. Uh, I like nice classification scores. I like good production records. And I like uh, also being a part of the Holstein community. And that is being on test, uh, being on Holstein complete, uh, getting all the little things done, uh, taking pictures, uh, all the, all the things that, uh, um, if I was buying bulls, uh, that I would want to see as part of, uh, the pedigrees of the bulls I would choose. Now, when looking at your genetics program, what are your main breeding goals for your herd? Well, we we do a lot of uh, of uh, embryo work, but in general, my goals are the same as almost any other dairy producers. I always want to make uh, the herd better. Uh, with that being said, better has changed for us over the years. Better used to be, uh, you know, how high the cows would score or how many very good two year olds or those kinds of things. Now it's uh, it's more health uh, event related. Uh, now we're trying to breed cows that get pregnant uh, easier, uh, go to the hospital pen less, all the things that um, that really add up on uh, on dairies. So um, uh, as we've been growing, we also have been seeing the need to uh, have cows that do uh, all that other stuff uh, correctly. Uh, and you know we still enjoy nice looking cows as well. Don't get me wrong, but um, we've uh, we've put more focus on the on the health side of of what we're doing with our breeding program. And does that translate into your 
ET and IVF program as well? Well, it does, uh, but also uh, with everything that we're trying to do, um, you know, it, it's with a, with an ET and IVF program, the goal is to add value, uh, add value to your cattle. Because let's face it, um, programs are expensive. They take a lot of time and a lot of expense. So you, you have to um, earn that money back by being able to sell bulls and embryos and do things, special things within the industry to earn that money back. So we, um, um, for the, uh, for the most part, my son, Jordan, he handles the, uh, the IVF, uh, program meetings and I handle, uh, the day to day meetings. And, and so he probably takes, uh, some bigger swings at the plate. I play things, uh, I mean, I, I uh, don't mind making a high one for my program once in a while, but for the most part, they're concentrated on different things. He tries to shoot more for high and I had to shoot more for, uh, for what's going to make good cows in the herd. And that's, uh, uh, generally how we, uh, how we go about it. Can you give us a little insight on how you manage your IVF and ET program? Well, it's, uh, right now we're, uh, um, we have a few days a week uh, collecting donors and uh, and uh, transplanting. We're using a few different services right now to do all that with, and uh, um, so we uh, it's it's a lot of effort from my team to get as many uh, um, eggs in and uh, uh, make as many eggs. We we export some, we put uh, some in ourselves, and um, um, I would say managing donors. Uh, I, I let uh, Jordan decide who the uh, the donors are that we're going to run, um, and uh, we also work with our industry partners. We work with primarily with the co-op, CMEX, and especially Select Sires uh, to uh, to make sure that we're making as many uh, matings that make sense for our goals as we can. And how many embryos are you making a year? We're um, we're putting in uh, for our own use uh, about seventeen hundred, and we also make some eggs for export and put some in uh, uh, with our partners. Um, so that's it. Uh, it keeps us pretty busy. Now let's talk about some of your more influential cow families that you've worked with over the years and, and are working with today, for that matter. Um, so there's three cow families that really come to mind. Um, the first one is is Roz. Um, we purchased Mantle Man uh, Cherry Crest Mantle Man Raws in a uh, at a uh, uh, sale at Expo years ago, and um, she went on to be a cow like we thought that we might never get a chance to own again. She made so many high scoring, high production uh, daughters that uh, that I I I just really didn't know as if it was possible to uh, to own a cow uh, better. And she's gone on. To make that cow families made a number of, of good bulls. Uh, currently, a bull like Rosline, uh, but there's been so many uh, in in the uh, along the way. And the cow side of things has really been influential. So Roz was uh, was a uh, a great uh, uh, cow for us. Then, uh, and and interestingly enough, uh, uh, we we purchased Hanker. Uh, and and Mano Man Hanker or or uh, a Mogul Hanker was a uh, cow that we uh, purchased also at Expo uh, at the Sheraton uh, at uh, at uh, one of the sales there, and uh, she went on to you know uh, basically um, uh, there was times there that the type uh, area or, or um, 
the amount of PTAT and TPI that she was able to put into the industry and through her sons and grandsons and now great grandsons has uh, has been uh, a really cool thing. But uh, such a great breeding cow. Just uh, so many um, um, animals of the herd. The Hankers are a family that's still kind of writing their own story. And then at the same sale that we bought Hanker, we also bought Tango Paris, uh, uh, quality Tango Paris. And she went on uh, to have a granddaughter named uh, Lambda Paris, who was a 91.3-year-old, as was her mother. But uh, um, um, Lambda Paris has been... Uh, you know, as, as great as I thought that Roz and Hanker were, Paris is uh, uh, probably the most influential cow that we've uh, that we've had to date. Uh, all the sons and grandsons and everything that she's been able to do has been uh, has been uh, uh, really cool to work with. So um, I would say that of, of everything that we've worked with, those have been the three stars and uh, and the, the three cow families that we're still proudest to work with. Now, part of your genetics program is putting bulls into AI. Can you talk to us a little bit about that part of the business? And were there any exciting results following the August 2022 genetic evals? Yeah, so um, we do. We, we, we enjoy working with uh, our partners on the, on the male side. And uh, uh, to us, it's just a, a lot of satisfaction in doing that. There's, there's nothing that brings us more satisfaction than having a breeder say that, they really like their daughters by a set, by such and such bull or whatever that it is. That's one of the fun parts of it. And, and like I said, these these programs they they uh, they cost a lot. There there are a lot of effort to put on, so you have to get uh, some some uh, return. But we do sell a fair amount of bulls in the AI, uh, uh, especially with our partners, and uh, always looking. And you know, for for a while. We were uh, pretty focused on PTAT bulls, and then the focus was high TPI PTAT bulls just because, you know, uh, we we like to think that uh, cows have to be more than just pretty. They also have to be able to uh, be good herd mates and really produce. And uh, and now as things have changed, we, we uh, um, not that they're changing, we still look at that. But uh, um, uh, we also now try, are trying to make more and more of the of the better uh, commercial kind of bulls that are going to do everything, including good DWPs, net merits, and all the things that uh, that are important to many people in the industry. And we want to be able to do all those things while still having good classification scores and good production records to uh, to fulfill you know the the genetics for cow people uh, slogan. And it's uh, and it's just because. We want to make what we would want to buy ourselves. Acquired the Sandy Valley Holsteins herd and farm. Uh, what does this mean for the future of your farm at Seamers? How does this fit in? Yeah, it was it was very exciting. So we've had a very busy last year. Uh, we we uh, uh, last fall added uh, Greendale, which was a, a local dairy, uh, an exceptional herd of cows and and, uh, and dairy. And this spring, uh, we're able to add Sandy Valley. And uh, uh, Sandy Valley, uh, we always thought was one of the best bred herds in the in the world, uh, and uh, uh, great people to work with. And when the opportunity came up, uh, we, uh, we we took a a long look at it, 
and uh, but very quickly because the it was only going to last so long, and we were able to uh, um, come to terms. And uh, the best part about Sandy Valley isn't, uh, I mean, the cows are great, the facilities are great, the land is great, but it's the people. The people are the best part, and that's the fun thing about our uh, about the business is you know we have all these cows, we have all these other things going on, but uh, people are what makes the world go around. And uh, uh, the Bowers and Shuppelmans have been great to work with and the same management team that was there has continued and uh, no we uh, we're, we're very excited about uh, about the farms that we've been able to add and the people that we've been able to add and uh, we're we're excited well said and not only do you milk a lot of cows you also run quite a bit of acres for feed you grow all of your own feed uh so we we do. Um, we do work with a few uh, uh, custom operators on some farms or some land here that we've added. Uh, but for the most part, we have an outside team and we do quite a bit of cropping. Um, as as uh, as we're evolving, though, we're probably going to have uh, a little bit more outside work come in to help us, uh, just because it's it's hard to manage everything, especially as a, as a herd is growing. It's just hard to keep. Um, uh, to do as good a job on everything as what we would like to do. So uh, uh, doing everything is probably something that we're going to slow down on a little bit, but uh, uh, we're still going to, we're still going to try to maintain the areas that make sense for us. Now, back in 2016, your farm was awarded the Outstanding Dairy Sustainability Award. As sustainability continues to be a huge focus in our dairy industry, uh, how has that changed for you? I mean, that's only six years ago, but that's nearly a lifetime, I think, for most dairymen. Uh, what are you implementing today to help your farm be as efficient and environmentally sustainable as can be? Uh, what were your goals then compared to now? Well, it's a it's a great question. And uh, back in 2016, you're right, it seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, at the time, we were really working on water and and, uh, and being able to use water multiple times, uh, you know, to do to do everything that we could to be as efficient as possible. Uh, and, and that was uh, uh, kind of what surrounded that. Um, fast forward to today. Uh, we're doing a, a big green energy project. We're, we're currently uh, putting in digesters. We're going to do a compressed natural gas plant. So uh, we're, we're going to be switching from sand to fiber for bedding. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, there's just a, a ton of things going on. We're going to be putting in a solar field. So uh, uh, we're going to be uh, uh, net zero uh, by the time that we're done. And uh, uh, I, I think uh, the future of the dairy business, it, it's going to be important. Conservation is is important. Uh, doing cover crops, doing all the other things that uh, uh, we've learned about since like 2016. But um, um, being uh, environmentally responsible and a good steward to the land and the environment is going to be more important as time goes on. So I'm uh, I'm excited about our efforts on that end and uh, and. Uh, construction is is uh, is uh, underway on all that, and um, yeah, it's it's cool to see. And your family's won a number of awards. Which accomplishments have meant the most to you? Well, ones over the years that have meant the most to me are are, uh, and, and I know this. Uh, several of you relate to this. It's been uh, things that my family members have won. You know, I uh, I was very proud of my wife Janina when she won uh, Dairy Woman of the Year uh, back a few years ago at Expo. And, uh, my sons have uh, uh, Jordan and Connor have won uh, numerous things. Uh, Jordan's very active in the uh, in the industry, 
Um, and, you know, I, I, once again, the herd awards, I don't look at, I, I look as uh, my whole team being able to do, it, it takes, it takes a, a village practically to make as many lifetime cows. Uh, and, you know, we've also bred a lot of excellent cows. I think the most in the U S and, you know, uh, um, gold medal dams, performance cows. We, we've been, we've been on a, on a fun ride here. We've been able to get a lot of things accomplished and, uh, uh and it's been fun. And I, uh, I share those successes with my team because I, uh, I couldn't do, uh, any of this without such a good staff of people. And what do you think the future of Seamers Holstein looks like for your family? Well, along with the, the, um, green energy project that we're doing. Uh, we're also going to be building a new dairy and, uh, and that is, uh, is pretty exciting. Our, our facilities here are getting a little bit old and tired. Uh, we've been milking nonstop, uh, for over, what is it now? 25 years in our parlor. We've added on to the front of it twice, but, um, uh, the parlor and, and the facilities are, are starting to, uh, to look more like dry cow and heifer facilities, even though we do our best to keep them up. Uh, we're going to be uh, um, going uh, to the east of uh, of where we're going to be building this digester project, and so both sides uh, of the uh, of the digester are going to be feeding it, and uh, uh, we're going to be milking some more cows over there and uh, putting in a new rotary, and uh, and that is the future of our business. We're uh, we're currently planning it, and we're pretty excited about it. And where can people go to learn more about your farm? Well. Um, Certainly, we uh, we we host tours and uh, and we have a website and uh, uh, you know most uh, at most industry events uh, at like World Dairy Expo we're uh, we're there and always happy to talk to uh, anybody who wants to talk about uh, about farming or cows or uh, or uh, or just to socialize. So we're uh, we're always there, are always here and uh, and uh, part of the community. And uh, uh, please feel free to reach out. Well, thanks so much for taking the time with us today, Dan. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll continue to follow along all the exciting things going on at Seamers Holsteins. Thanks for being a great leader in our dairy industry. This wraps up our Bova News podcast for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow Bova News on your favorite podcast subscription service. And while you're at it, follow us on the various social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube page. And be sure to check out our website, bovanews.com. For more information and alerts to upcoming podcasts and webinars, this has been your host, Kim Bremer, and from everyone at Bova News, have a great day.